<laughs> day four, gents. I'm so toey for this day. Limiting beliefs. This is one of my favorite topics to jump into because it is deep and we are going to go deep. So strap yourself in. We're going to dive into the absolute depths of your soul and unpack every nook and cranny there is. I'm kind of kidding. I'm kind of not. Anyway, limiting beliefs, what actually are they? They are exactly that. They are beliefs that limit you. They limit you from your full potential. Now, we spoke briefly yesterday about how a lack of self-worth and a lack of self-respect can actually contribute to poor discipline. And that's an example of a limiting belief. And so limiting beliefs can come in many, many forms, but these are a few common examples. You know, number one, I can't do X, Y, Z, or I don't know how to do X, Y, Z. I'm not smart enough to do X, Y, Z. I'm not good enough to do X, Y, Z. I can never learn how to do X, Y, Z. And the most common one of all, and I hear this all the time, I'm not an XYZ type of person, or I am an XYZ type of person. Can you see what all of these have in common? They're essentially subconscious reasons, so realistically just excuses, that our brain comes up with as to why we can't do something or why we're not good enough. And so our brain has completely convinced ourselves that these are 100% legitimate reasons, when in reality, if you say these beliefs out loud, you realize how fucking stupid they are, yet they have so much power over you. Let's unpack an example just to show you exactly how ridiculous they actually are. Let's say you want to start a podcast, and I've had quite a few clients and friends in this position. You might say, or you might believe things like this. I can't speak well. I don't know how to record or upload an episode. No one would listen to me or get any value. I'm not an extroverted type of person, or I don't have the right type of equipment. These are some of the limiting beliefs that my clients and my friends have actually articulated to me. And furthermore, when I first started my podcast, I experienced most of these myself. So let's unpack the inverse empowering beliefs of each of these limiting beliefs. Number one, never ever say things like I'm not or I can't. Because what you're doing is you're tying your identity to a skill, a habit or a fault, which takes your power away from improving it. So instead, say something like this. I will improve my speaking skills the more podcasts I record. Cool. Number two, I don't know how to record and upload an episode. Fucking duh. Obviously, you've never done it before. Guess what? When Joe Rogan started his podcast, he didn't know how to record or upload an episode either. Nor did I. You have to realize that even the top 1% of people in any given area, in any given niche, had no fucking idea what in fuck's name the fuck they were doing when they started. But they started anyway. No one was ever born a professional. Every single high achiever started exactly where you are. Number three, no one would listen to me or get any value. Yes and no. The fact that you're starting out and you're posting your very first episode means that, yeah, probably not many people are going to listen because it's your first episode. But isn't that a good thing? Your first few episodes are going to be shit. They're not going to be fantastic because you're learning. And that means by extension that you don't even have to worry about being judged by a large number of people. And guess what? My first podcast episode is now my most played episode out of over 130. Not because it was the best, because in reality it was absolutely shit, and not because everyone jumped on board the minute I started, because I only got, you know, six or seven plays at the start, but because I kept putting out episodes consistently, which led to consistent improvements, which led to consistent audience growth. And now when people start listening to my podcast, I get messages and they go all the way back to episode one to see where it all began. Crazy, right? And it's a really good juxtaposition to compare to how good you're doing now, as opposed to where you were. On to the second point of that one, that people won't get any value. 
That's just simply wrong. We've got to ask ourselves, why do we think like this? It's because we doubt ourselves and we struggle to look at things from a very objective standpoint. Think about it from this perspective. You have lived your own life full of your own experiences, your own challenges, your own wins, your own lessons, your own losses. Imagine if you met someone with a different name who looked completely different to you but has had all of the same life experiences that you've had. Would you listen to their podcast? Would you get value from their perspective? Of course you would because it's different to yours because they're sharing a unique perspective from their unique experiences and so it's a unique thing to listen to. It's a unique value that you can't get anywhere else. Right? In my opinion, every single human is unique with their own unique life, their own unique experiences, therefore their own unique lessons and perspectives to share, meaning that everyone has unique value to provide. On to the next point, which was number four. I'm not an extroverted type of person. Again, never say I'm not a particular type of person. You are literally shutting off any possibility of actually growing. What if it was as simple as a little language trick? Do you reckon if you started telling yourself that you could be an extrovert, then you'd find it easier. I would say so. And I think you'd be surprised how much your language actually impacts your perspective and your perception of self. And the last one, I don't have the right equipment. That's just the most bullshit excuse I've ever heard. If you've got an iPhone, you've got a smartphone, which if you're listening to this, I assume you do, you have the right equipment to start a podcast. I've uploaded podcasts by doing voice memos onto my phone and then putting it onto the Spotify for podcasters website. You don't need all the fancy equipment. It's as simple as that. So those are some common examples of limiting beliefs, why they're bullshit, and how you can actually shift your perspective into the state of utilizing empowering beliefs. But of course, it's not that easy. And obviously, I don't expect you to know exactly what to do straight away. Because the problem here is that limiting beliefs are beliefs. And so that means we fundamentally, on a very base level, truly believe them. And the thing is, We only ever question the beliefs that we aren't 100% sure about. Never do we stop and question the beliefs that we truly believe. So even though our limiting beliefs, they're so incredibly unjustified, they're bullshit. When we say them out loud, they don't make sense. They're still belief systems that we hold. Therefore, we need to break and rebuild them. So we're going to use a framework that I've used with a number of my phenomenally epic clients. And it's a very simple framework. Very, very simple. It's all about awareness and action. And here it is. Step number one, notice resistance to doing something. Notice resistance to stopping something. Notice resistance to taking action. Cool. Step number two, notice why. Why is there resistance there? Key point, what's the limiting belief? What is the limiting belief that is stopping you from taking action or avoiding doing that thing you know you shouldn't be doing? Step three, list counter arguments and empowering beliefs. So now that you know what the limiting belief is, try and counter that limiting belief with an empowering belief and create arguments to show why that limiting belief is so unjustified And step four, you guessed it, it's just take action. Get a bit of courage, get a couple of balls, take a deep breath, have a sip of water, and take action. Simple framework, doesn't mean it's easy. So, when do we actually apply this? Whenever you notice any resistance against taking action, any resistance against stopping something that you know should stop, you apply the framework. And we're going to run through a real-life example so you know exactly how to apply it. So let's say there's a hypothetical guy called Jake. So Jake's a sparky. For those of you who don't know what that is, that's an electrician. So Jake's an electrician, but he doesn't really enjoy his job. He's always had ideas of quitting and starting up a business, but the ideas never ever leave that thought stage, right, within that action cycle. So he's always thinking about it, but he never acts on it. Now, the reason why Jake never gets past the thought stage is likely because of his limiting beliefs. 
believe it or not. So let's say that Jake gets home on a Friday afternoon from work, he's sick of his job, and he has one of these thoughts pop into his mind. He realizes that it's become a bit of a pattern, right? He feels sick of his job, he thinks of quitting, he does nothing about it, he recharges over the weekend, has a bit of fun, goes back to work on Monday, and he thinks it's not really that bad. By the time Thursday and Friday roll around, the same thoughts pop back into his head. What if Jake approached the cycle, this constant cycle of bullshit, with a little bit more awareness instead of being a fucking NPC? Instead of shutting down the idea of quitting his job, Jake could notice the resistance to the thought, he could realize that he's had this thought over and over, shock horror, but he's done nothing about it because there's something deep inside of his soul telling him to let it go. There's a big fat wall of resistance, which brings me on to phase one of the framework, noticing the resistance. From there, Jake has a really small window of opportunity to actually explore where that resistance is coming from. So in other words, what's the limiting belief that's driving his lack of action? And the reason why that window of opportunity is so small is because it takes mental energy to break repetitive thought patterns. So sooner or later, Jake's brain is going to revert back to its old habit simply to save energy. Our brain is an energy-saving machine. It's an efficiency machine. And so what Jake has to do is he has to go deep within his own mind, deep within his own soul, and find out what that voice is telling him. So it might be something like this. Even if I quit my job and I start a business, I'll fail. I'm scared of the unknown. At least my job's stable. I can't put the work in required to build a business. What are your parents going to think of you if you quit your job? I'm not smart enough to build a successful business. It's going to be too hard and I won't have a backup. Successful people are different to me. They know a secret that I don't. All of the above, they're possible limiting beliefs, but only you're going to know what your individual ones are. So that being said, they're often a lot more bland and a lot more simple than we expect. Like sometimes a huge blockage between you and that first step towards literally changing your entire life is as simple as I am worried what my friends are going to think of me or I'm worried what my parents are going to say. And so once we can unpack what exactly is holding us back from taking action, we can make some adjustments, which brings us to the completion phase two of the framework, which is noticing why, what the limiting belief is. The next phase is super, super simple. All we have to do is create an empowering belief to overcome that limiting belief. And 99% of the time, an empowering belief is just the inverse of the limiting belief. So for example, if the limiting belief is, I'm not smart enough to starting a business, I would have no idea what I'm doing. The inverse empowering belief might be, anyone can get good at anything if they work hard and focus. Everyone starts from zero. Cool. Probably the easiest phase to navigate about a new framework, but it's also the most important one to master because this is where we literally rewire our brain. And over time, the more you notice your limiting beliefs, the more you can replace them with empowering beliefs. And in turn, you're overriding the old software within your mind. And that software has been the software holding you back forever. So it's incredibly important that we're actually replacing our old software with powerful and intentional beliefs that are gonna give us the greatest possible chance of success. And so that brings us onto phase four, which is the fucking fun part. We get to take action. But this type of action, it feels different. And I can tell you that firsthand. This type of action is backed by this newfound level of confidence and complete and utter conviction in what we're doing, right? Our brain's no longer subconsciously operating from all of our limiting beliefs. Instead, it's consciously operating from all of our empowering beliefs, which can leave us feeling almost unstoppable. So just to summarize that very briefly, this is a new framework we're gonna use when we feel like no matter how hard we try, we just can't take action. 
So step one, notice the resistance against taking action. You can literally almost feel that in your body, in your bones, in your veins, in your cell. Step two, notice why the resistance is there. So what is that deeply ingrained limiting belief that's holding you back? Step three, list out the empowering beliefs. Remember, these are just the inverse of the limiting beliefs. And step four, take action. Action that is backed by extreme and utter confidence and conviction. Now, it is incredibly important to note that limiting beliefs aren't always related to yourself. They can actually often relate to other people, other things, and just how the world works in general. So for example, take a man who's been cheated on twice. He might hold the limiting belief that all women are bad. Now, in reality, that's obviously not the case, but in his mind and in his world to date, that's the complete and utter truth. And so holding that limiting belief is likely going to stop that guy from engaging in meaningful relationships or even act abusive towards women because he thinks that they're all assholes which is actually cause and effect, resulting in him attracting low-quality women and eventually making them fucking despise him because of his behavior, which leads to a self-fulfilling prophecy. So another example might be that people only get rich through good luck, not hard work and dedication. Again, this limiting belief is going to act as a huge barrier between you and what you most likely desire, which is money. Because in reality, a lot of people do get rich through pure luck. However, I'd argue that 95 percent plus of people who make a lot of money work hard for it so if you hold the belief that people only get rich through luck that's going to stop you from working hard because you believe it's pointless and therefore going to prevent you from attaining what you desire so can you see how limiting beliefs are literally just negative self-fulfilling prophecies like it literally means that if you hold a limiting belief it's likely going to come true within your reality and in turn reinforce the belief itself therefore the key to overcoming this destructive cycle is to simply recognize what our limiting beliefs are and rewrite our programming. And so before we move on to today's exercise, let's summarize everything we've learned in the first third of our mentorship. Motivation is what gets you going. Discipline is what keeps you going. When you're feeling motivated, this is the perfect time to create an action plan. Then there are very few excuses we can use when it comes to actually taking action because we've mapped out exactly what must be done. From there, we learn that action is the key to progress and results, and the biggest thing that's most likely between you and action is a lack of self-worth and a lack of self-respect. And so we know that there are four stages in the action cycle, and that we can very easily get caught up in each stage, so the key to moving between them freely, simply awareness. Now, once we get into a rhythm of thinking, planning, and acting, we can often still feel like we're held back, thanks to our limiting beliefs. But the most effective way to break through these is recognize them, contradict them, and take action. Now, the key point I want you to remember, the two main themes of this mentorship so far are action and awareness. So if we can master action and awareness, couple that with extreme self-accountability and ownership, we can master those. It's going to go a long way towards unlocking true masculine excellence. And so that being said, we are going to finish up today with our exercise. And this is where it starts to get really, really important because we've learned four new concepts. We're about to complete our fourth activity. We're a third of the way through the mentorship. And the motivation is starting to wear thin. The excitement of starting that new program, it wears off. And you're probably thinking about skipping this activity, this exercise, because it's not that important. I'll tell you right now, you might be fine without the knowledge that this exercise is going to give you. But you will not be fine with the mindset you create by choosing to skip the exercise. You're here because you want to unlock masculine excellence. And a big part of that is discipline. And this is one of your first opportunities where your back's up against a rope and you've got two options. 
And so if your motivation is wearing thin and you really don't want to continue, you have two choices. You can either give up like a fucking geek and go back to the mediocre lifestyle you had, or you can face the resistance and you can continue on and complete this activity, complete this exercise and prep yourself for another big day of growth and leveling up tomorrow. Now, quick little disclaimer, if you were not thinking about skipping this exercise, completely ignore what I just said. That was not for you. But I know how 90% of us think, how I think, how most guys think, and you were probably having that thought. So, on to the fun part. What we're going to do, list out our top five current limiting beliefs in our workbook alongside some of their contrary empowering beliefs. Simple as that. Then what we're going to do, we're going to use this as a little cheat sheet. So, whenever we're struggling to take action, we're struggling to remain disciplined, we're just lacking a bit of self-belief. We're going to pull this worksheet up in our workbook and we're going to use it for guidance. As simple as that. It's a cheat sheet. Gentlemen, any questions, you know where to find me. Email, Instagram. Have an absolutely phenomenal day. Make sure you get a good night's sleep and prep yourself for a massive day five. Only going to get juicier. I'll chat to you gentlemen in the morning.